0: Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. John chapter 5, verse number 7 is one of, it probably is the most powerful verse on the Trinity in your holy bible you want to make sure you've got that verse in your bible that is the most powerful inspired piece of scripture concerning the trinity and it says for there are three that bear record in heaven the father the word and the holy ghost and these three are one is it one plus one plus one it's not one God plus another God plus another God. You can say it's what's one times three is still three. I don't know how you do the math. All I know is that is what the Bible says. I'm going to believe it. There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in John 10, 30, I and my Father are two. No, one. We have a triune God. God is a trinity people say well the word trinity isn't in the bible Well, the word bible isn't in the bible There's a lot of other words that we use that aren't in the bible. It doesn't mean they're not true But if you don't like me saying the word trinity, here's what i'll say For there are three that bear record in heaven the father the word and the holy ghost and these three are one. How's that? That's a trinity I and my father are one. Let's go over to john chapter number one John chapter number one Then let's get colossians chapter number two john chapter one In Colossians, John in Colossians, John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. same was in the beginning with God, all things were made by Him, without Him was not anything made that was made, in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Who was there in the beginning? The Word. Where was the Word? With God. Who was the Word? God. Look at verse 14, and the word, that would be God, was made flesh and dwelt among us. That's not God the Father, that's God the Son, that's God the Word, verse 14. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We have a triune God, and part of that Godhead was made into a body of flesh. The flesh was made. It wasn't like Jesus came into the existence. And all of a sudden. Jesus was made or created. No in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. What are we talking about that was made? The flesh was made. That's what was made. That's the humanity of our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 2. Look what it says. Verse number 8. Some wise words, beware, lest any man, well, he's a good guy. Well, I know. Lest any man, well, he's nice. Lest any man, he's got a lot of social clout. Look, it doesn't matter who it is, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men. We can't follow what Ben says in their philosophy. It's got to line up with the word of God after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. And here's what I want to get to. For in him, in who? That'll be Christ. Dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus Christ, when he came here on this earth, was 100% God. <laughs> And 100% man, all at the same time. Well, can you prove that to me? God starts his Bible off, his Holy Scripture off, with declaring and proclaiming truth. It's up to man to receive that truth. We read it, we believe it, we obey it. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So we have a Trinity. Now go back to Genesis chapter 1, the very first verse. In the Bible I want to look at It says in the beginning God I don't see a trinity there Verse 3 And God said You wouldn't get the idea of a trinity yet would you Verse 4 And God saw Verse 4 and God divided Verse 5 and God called Verse 6 and God said Verse 7 and God made Verse 8 and God called Verse 9, and God said. Verse 10, and God called. Verse 10, and God saw. Verse 11, and God said. I don't see any trinity yet. Verse 12, and God saw that it was good. Look at verse 14, and God said. Verse 16, and God made. Verse 17, and God said. Verse 18, and God saw that it was good. Verse 20, and God said. Verse 21, and God created. Verse 22, and God blessed them. Verse 24, and God said. Verse 25, and God made the beast of the earth. And God saw that it was good. Ah, verse 26, look at this. And God said, let us. Everything we saw up to verse number 26, and even right at the beginning of verse 26, and God said, Singular. God. Singular. Said. Verse 26. Let us. Plural. Make man. In our image. After. Our. Likeness. There it is. Right in the first chapter. Of the Bible. We have a trinity. I'm telling you, it's one of the most basic truths of Christianity. He says, this is is Bible 101. It might be, but it's good to review. We need to be, be able to really get a hold of these truths and understand them. You see that in verse 26? God, singular, said, let us, plural, make man in our, that's another plurality, our image after our likeness. We have a trinity. You see paintings. You see Hallmark cards. You see different um, stationery. You've seen people make movies of what they think God looks like. We don't know what he looks like. So what's the image The image isn't dark skin, dark hair, light skin, light hair, blue eyes, brown eyes. That's not the image that we are made in. It's not a physical likeness. What's the likeness? The Trinity. We are made in the image of our triune God. What does that mean? We have a soul. We have a spirit. We have a body. There are three parts to us. Three parts. You punch a guy in the face. His eye swells up. It turns black and blue. And he knows his flesh hurts him. But something else hurts him. Inside of him, he's upset. What's that? That's the other part of man. There's more we're made in the image of God. There's, there's three parts to us. Our soul, our spirit. And our body. Let's get First Thessalonians 5 and Hebrews chapter 4. First Thessalonians 5 and Hebrews 4. First Thessalonians. All right. Chapter 5, verse number 23. And the Bible says, And the very God of peace sanctify you holy, and I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is a man? Man is made up of his spirit, soul, and a body. Hebrews chapter four, verse number 12. Very familiar verse of scripture. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. Well, that's a fleshy thing. That's a body thing. And is a discern of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You see that? Soul, spirit, body, First Thessalonians. Soul, spirit, joints, and marrow. You see that? Man is made in the image of God. We're a triune being. Now, the word of God is quick and powerful. You want to pierce somebody's soul. You want to pierce somebody's spirit. You want to really pierce their to the to the joints and the marrow of their flesh. Win them with the word. You see, whatever you win them with, you got to keep them with. And if you win them with man's philosophy, if you if you win them with the rudiments of the world, you're going to have to keep them with that. But if you can win them with God's word, and they fall in love with the author of the book. You've, ru- you've won them to the right thing. Amen. and That is what will pierce their soul. That is what will change a man. That is what will change him. Let's go over to Philippians chapter 2. We're back to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 5. Let this mind be in you, which also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. We have a triune God reiterating that through this verse. Verse 7, but made himself... Of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. We used to have the bands, the wristbands that said WWJD. What would Jesus do? That was a real popular thing. uh, A few years back. WWJD. You know, so everybody would wear them. What would Jesus do? There weren't so many people walking around wanting to be humble, wanting to be a servant, wanting to be, if we want to be like Jesus, if we want to really embrace that as our life verse, whatever you want to call it, why do we need to have a reputation? We don't. We should just be willing to serve. And we should humble ourselves. It's a good place to start. It's a good place to start. Verse 8, being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient on the death, even the death of the cross. So Christ died for you. If you've trusted Christ, he's your Savior. He did that for you. Um, it's okay. You, you, you can take somebody, you know, flipping you the one-finger peace sign because you, you got upset because you told him about Jesus. It, it's okay. You don't have to lose your cool. Jesus went to the cross, bled out and died for you and for me. If somebody tells us off because they didn't like the message of the gospel, just eat it. Just swallow your pride and eat it. I know it's hard. We have a lost and dying world. If they put Christ on the cross, what do you think they're going to do to his witnesses? So don't don't worry about it. Don't worry one little bit first timothy chapter two uh let's go ahead and get that first timothy chapter number two the bible says for this is good and acceptable in the sight of god our savior who will have all men to be saved that's god's will by the way uh, he didn't predetermine who would go to heaven and who would go to hell before the foundation of the world. He says right here, Who will have all men to be saved? You got to read books uh, written by men who have philosophies about the Bible rather than reading the Bible to come up with a lot of the doctrine that's around today. You wouldn't get that from reading the Bible. Uh, who will have all men to be saved? God's will is that if you're out on that college campus and you look around, You don't have to worry. You can't take the gospel to the wrong person. (laughs) You just don't have to worry. You don't have to worry when you go knocking doors. You cannot take the gospel to the wrong address. It'll never happen because God wants all men to be saved. That doesn't mean all men will. It's just that's God's will for mankind is that they would come to know him. That's what it says. And to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and it's not Buddha and one mediator between God and men. And it's not Harry Krishna and it's not Joe Smith and it's not any Mary Baker Eddy and, and, and none of these bakers. Amen. It's the man, Christ Jesus. That's how the GPS is programmed, okay? God's plan of salvation. It's only through Jesus Christ, our triune God, who we are made in his image. Now, let's go to Romans. We'll do a little Romans road. Let's start in Romans chapter number five. And I want you to see some things. We're not going to stay long, but let's see some things. Romans chapter five, verse number 12. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. What do we see? Death by sin. And so death death passed upon all men. Go down to verse 21. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Christ, by Jesus Christ, our Lord. Look at that. Sin hath reigned unto death. Verse 12, death by sin. Verse 21, sin reigned unto death. Let's go over to chapter six. Look at verse 16. Look at this one. Know you're not that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey his servants. You are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience in the righteous. See it again. Sin unto death. Look at verse 23. Same chapter. The wages of sin is death. You get the guys to turn life through Jesus Christ. Our Lord. See it again. What's sin wage out? What's it pay out? Death. Sin. Death. We see it all through Romans. Let's uh, let's keep going. Let's do two more. Let's do First Corinthians. Keep flipping in your Bible. You'll come to First Corinthians. Let's get 15. We'll go to the end of the chapter, verse 56. The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. We see it again. The sting of death. You don't have to turn there, but James 1 5. Sin when it is finished, bringeth forth death. What does it pay out? it you die because of sin I don't want to get COVID-19 I don't want you to get COVID-19 I don't want COVID-19 to go through our church I don't want any of the elderly even have to think about getting COVID-19 okay but we are all going to die and whether it's marked as a COVID death or a non-COVID death, there's going to come a day when we are going to die. Why? Because the Bible tells us plainly and clear as day, sin is the problem. That's why we die. All right, let's go down. Uh, let's go over to Isaiah chapter 53 and then get First Peter. Isaiah chapter 53 and first Peter, I hope I hope we're all right with flipping the Bible. I know I'm giving you a lot of Bible. I got more, more than a dozen verses to go. So would you, you just take notes or get the recording but uh, But uh, Isaiah chapter 53 it don't get any better than that Look at this Look at this surely verse 4 He hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. The Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. The chastisement, where was it? On Jesus. Now I'm going to get specific with you. Look at it. Our, the chastisement of our peace. Verse 5 was where? Upon him. Upon him. That's a key word. Look at, look at where was the iniquity. Where was the iniquity laid? On him. Hath laid on him. Verse 6. The iniquity of us all. The chastisement was upon him. The iniquity was on him. Let's go over to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter number 2. Look what it says in verse number 24. Who? His own self. bare our sins. In his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins. There it is again. That sin equaling death. Should live in the righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Where did he bear our sins? Verse 24. In his own body. Isaiah 53. The chastisement was where? Upon him. Isaiah 53. The iniquity was laid where? On him. 1 Peter chapter 2. Verse 24. Where did he bear our sins? In his own body we we'll look at 1 Peter chapter 3 and then we'll tie this we'll tie these verses together verse number 18 for Christ also hath once suffered for sins just for the unjust that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh but quickened by the spirit he was put to death how in the Flesh very good Isaiah 53 Chastisement upon him Iniquity laid on him First Peter chapter 2 It was he bore our sins where In his own body First Peter chapter 3 he was put To death in the flesh What does that all deal with His His body His Spirit didn't die There was no chastisement There was no iniquity on his soul There was no chastisement on his spirit. His soul didn't die. His spirit didn't die. He didn't bear our own sins in his spirit. He didn't bear our own sins in his soul. No, he bore it on his body. It was upon him. It was on him. He bore it in his body, not his soul, not his spirit. That's very, very, very important. The wages of sin is death what died on the cross the body the flesh the body Uh, let's go over to mark 15 and let's get luke chapter 23 mark 15 and luke chapter 23 Mark 15, look at verse number 42. And now when the even was come because of the preparation, that is the day before the Sabbath. Joseph of Arimathea, an honorable counselor, which also waited for the kingdom of God, came. And went in boldly unto Pilate and craved Jesus. Except I read that verse wrong. What does it say? Came and went in boldly unto Pilate and craved the body of Jesus. His soul wasn't there. His spirit wasn't there. But there was something there that Joseph came for. The body of Jesus. Why? Because on that cross, his soul didn't die. On that cross, his spirit didn't die. On that cross, his body bore our sins. His body died Joseph comes and craves the body of Jesus Pilate marveled if he were already dead and called unto him, him the centurion and asked him whether he had been any while dead what's he talking about the body when he knew it of the centurion he gave the body to Joseph that's about all they can give because his spirit went somewhere and his soul went somewhere and we're going to find out where his soul went next Thursday. Mm-hmm. But he gave the body to Joseph and brought fine linen, took him down, wrapped him in the linen, and laid him in the sepulcher, which was hewn out of rock and rolled stone under the door. Sepulcher. He did all that. Body. Luke 23. Verse number 44. Luke 23, verse 44. That's where his body went. Where did spirit go? Verse 44, it was about the sixth hour, Luke 23. And there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up. The ghost. Wow. That's pretty cool. (laughs) What went back to God the father? His spirit. Into thy hands I commend my spirit. Into. Into thy hands I commend my spirit. Where did his body go? Right. That's right. His body went in in, in the sepulcher. His body died. His spirit, he commends to God the Father. His spirit goes somewhere. His body goes somewhere. See that? Let's get Ecclesiastes. Let's go back, get Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Because I'd love to be able to do that little spiritual trick but not a one of us can ecclesiastes psalms proverbs ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 21 look what the bible says who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward when we die our spirit goes where up Except we just can't give up the ghost. Not one of us right now can just say. We want to give up our ghost. And have our spirit go to God. Don't work that way. But God Almighty can do that. Jesus Christ can. And he did. Uh, nobody killed Jesus by the way. He gave up the ghost. He gave up the ghost. Father I'm ready. You ready? Okay I commend my spirit. Woo! Nobody killed him. He willingly laid his life down. And when he was ready, he said, now it's time for me to give up the ghost. That's our God. But our spirit goes upward. Look at it says in the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to the earth. Now, I just want to point this verse out and say this. Spirit of man goes up. Spirit of beast goes down. We're not animals. OK, we have a body. Uh, cattle and sheep and and, and 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 beasts have a body too different body than ours but they have a fleshly body we die both of our bodies go into the dust of the earth what's different right see it's different we're not we are not evolved from animals it's completely different It's not even a theory, it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. We don't come from monkeys or animals or amoebas or or any of that junk. We're created in the image of God. So when you get a God-denying, reprobate, God-hating, so-called, falsely so-called science teacher that wants to try to convince young ones and, and, and college young adults that we evolved from monkeys. The man's lying. They just don't want to mention God. They don't want to tell you that you're made in the image of God. They don't want to tell you. That you're a soul, a spirit, and a body. You've just evolved. Don't worry about your spirit. Don't worry about that soul stuff. I just hate God. Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Verse. Number 8. Ecclesiastes eight. eight. Bible says. There is no man. That hath power over the spirit to retain the spirit. We talked about it earlier. None of us can do what Jesus did. Neither hath he power in the day of death. There is no discharge in that war. Neither shall wickedness deliver those that are given to it. We don't have power over spirit. We just can't give it up. Make sense? So what do we got? We looked at God's a trinity. We saw that we are made in his image. It doesn't mean hair color, eye color, skin color. It means we are a three-part being. We are a tripart being: soul, spirit, body. Why does our body die? Sin. What did Jesus do on the cross? What died? Not his soul. Not his spirit. His body died because of sin. His spirit he went. He gave up his ghost. He gave up the ghost. Went to God. Our spirit when we die goes to God. Jesus gave up the the ghost. His body goes in the sepulcher. When we die, our body goes in the grave, it goes in the ground. It's it cremated, whatever, whatever whatever people choose to do. That's not the top of our message, but it goes in the ground. That's what happens. All right, let's see if we can wrap this up. I want you to stay with me. I want you to stay with me. I want to look a little bit more at the body of Jesus. We're going to have to take a little Hebrews road. So let's get over to Hebrews. All right, this last part of it, and I want you to get all this, and I don't want to split this, but you get all this into your, crammed into your brain tonight. Hebrews chapter number 10. Look. The law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices that they offered year by year continually make the comers there unto Two. For then would they not have ceased to be offered Because that the worshipers once purged sin, once purged, should have had no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he come into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering, thou wouldst not, but a body hast thou prepared for me. A body. You see that? It's the body of Jesus Christ. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, lo, I come, and the volume of the book is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above when he said, sacrifice an offering and burnt offerings. An offering for sin, thou wouldst not. Neither hadst pleasure therein, which are offered by the law Then said he, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, and he may establish the second, by the which will we are sanctified. Watch this. Through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. See that verse 5 the body? See that verse 10 the body? Verse 11, every priest standeth daily, ministering and offering oftentimes same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, that's the man Christ Jesus, in his body, verse 5, verse 10. After he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool by one offering. He hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Hebrews 10 tells you. Well, a lot. Eternal security, one of them. Uh, A lot of other stuff we're going to focus on. The body was prepared. The offering of the body of Jesus Christ. I want to point out one more thing. We're going to come back to in a minute. Jesus Christ also in Hebrews 10 is considered the veil. Look at verse number 20. By a new and living way. Which he hath consecrated for us. Through the veil. That is to say. His flesh. Jesus Christ is the veil through what? His flesh. So we have the body of Jesus, Hebrews chapter number 10. The body was prepared, the offering of the body, Hebrews chapter 9. Let's go back. Look at this, verse 1. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service in a worldly sanctuary. Well, there was a tabernacle made the first, wherein was the candlestick and the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. Worldly, it's down here. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna, Aaron's rod that buttoned tables of the covenant, and over it, cherubims of glory. Shadowing the mercy seat of which we cannot now speak particularly. But when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. Where is this tabernacle? he's on earth. It's in the world. It's on earth. But in the second went the high priest alone once every year. It went in one section. They didn't go into the other section, except one time a year. You know what was there? Veil. But in the second went the high priest once a year, not without blood, which he offered for himself. There's the people, verse 8. The Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing not going to be made manifest in that worldly tabernacle that sanctuary which was a figure for what the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices could not make him did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and carnal ordinances opposed on them until the time of reformation two more verses but christ Being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. He entered entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. You know what you have in Hebrews 9? You have Jesus Christ as the high priest. That's verse 11. But Christ being come and high priest. You know what else we have? By a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands. It looks to me. It's got to be. It seems to be. That's his body. That's the tabernacle jesus christ not only is the avail not only is he our high priest but he's that perfect tabernacle i mean read it but christ being common high priest of good things to come watch this by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is to say not of this building he's not in the construction business he's not going to go around and build another he's built another tabernacle well the tabernacle Neither by the blood of goats and calves, by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Something to think about. That tabernacle, that perfect tabernacle, is the body of Jesus. Could very well be. Hebrews chapter 8, verse number 2. So we have Hebrews 10, we see Jesus as the veil. Hebrews 9, we see Jesus as the high priest. Hebrews 8, look at verse 2. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle. See that? Which the Lord pitched. Not man for Every high priest is ordained To offer gifts and sacrifices Wherefore it is of Necessity that this man Have somewhat also To offer You know what he is In Hebrews 8 Verse number 3 The sacrifice He's the veil He's the high priest He is our perfect Sacrifices. He is the sacrifice. The sacrifice. Everybody get all that? We're not done. Get Galatians 5, Leviticus 1, Philippians 4. Is it always this much Bible? (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's get down. Let's get on back to good old Levi Tuckus, kids. That'd be Leviticus in in the Hebrew. Leviticus chapter number one. We're going to be in Galatians chapter five. All right. Get Galatians five. And. Philippians chapter number four. All right. We're going to do Galatians five first. Look at Galatians five. Look what it says in verse two. Behold. I lost my place. Olympus one, my verse nine. My sacrifice, my Oh, where is that? And Just right. All right, let's do the, uh, let's do. Let's do Leviticus and Philippians. All right. Leviticus chapter number one. Do I have this right? I do. Okay. But his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water. And the priest shall burn all on the altar to be a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. A sweet savor unto the Lord. We've got. Leviticus 9. I want you to mark that a sweet savor unto the Lord. Look at Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8. The Bible says, finally, brethren. Uh, verse number 18. Philippians 4, it's verse 18. But I have all and abound. I am full having received of Epaphroditus, the things which were sent from you. Watch this. An odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. The other one I had was a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Just ran those verses on Jesus Christ. Giving himself as an offering was a sweet-smelling savor. Okay? All right? All right. Let's bring it home with Jesus as the high priest, Jesus as the sacrifice, and Jesus as the veil. We're going to do all of that, and we're going to wrap it up in hebrews so let's get over there we're going to start in hebrews chapter 2 and we're going to finish tonight with jesus christ the high priest the sacrifice and the veil hebrews chapter 2 look at verse 17 he is the high priest wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest see that in things pertaining to god to make reconciliation for the sins of the people Hebrews 3.1, Jesus is the high priest. Look, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. That's Jesus Christ as, the, as our high priest. Uh, let's go over to Hebrews 5 and let's get verse 5. Jesus is the high priest. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest. See it? Christ is our high priest. Hebrews 9, Hebrews 9, verse 11, but Christ being come what? And high priest of good things to come. Watch this tabernacle thing again. By a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say not of this building. What have we got? Christ is the high priest. We also said Jesus Christ is the sacrifice. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 27. Who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people's for this he did once when he offered up himself. Jesus is the sacrifice. Hebrews 8 verse 3. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifice. See it? Hebrews 9. This do not get any better than Hebrews 9 on this one for the sacrifice. Look at it. Verse 26. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world, hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Jesus Christ as the sacrifice. Last one for the sacrifice, Hebrews 10, verse 12. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. What do we got? Jesus the high priest. Jesus the sacrifice. Last one. He is the veil. Go to Hebrews 9. Two verses and we're done. Jesus is the veil. He was the veil that separated the holy place from the most holy place. Hebrews 9.3. The Bible says and after the second veil the tabernacle which is called the holiest of all. Jesus is the veil. Last one. Hebrews 10. Verse number 20. Look. By a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil—that is to say, his flesh, his flesh—we went through all the Trinity stuff. We went through how we're made. We went through sin equals death. Jesus' spirit went up; gave up the ghost; went to be with God. His body. That sacrifice, what he did on the tree, we see him as the sacrifice. We see him as the veil. We see him as the high priest. All right. That is it for tonight. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode.